I regret not having more time to have been in the earlier session and to have listened to the debate on Dilnot. I think that the Dilnot recommendations are extremely <coughs> important. And as Ed Miliband has said, we believe that it is the basis for negotiations. We believe that the status quo won't do, that we have to move on on this, and we want to work with the government on it. And we've made a specific offer to the government on that, and cross-party talks have begun. So we do want to work with government on this. We do want a solution to be found. And we want to push government, and we appreciate that it's a very difficult issue. But oppositionalism, they won't get in relation to this issue because, frankly, this is a very knotty problem and needs a solution. We will fight them on the Health and Social Care Bill. We will fight them on a number of other issues, but in relation to Dilmot, we want to work with them. But moving on to the main area of debate this afternoon, which is the Law Commission's um, 77 recommendations, can I say what a pleasure it is to have worked with the Law Commission in the past, and I do look forward to working with them in the, in the future. And I mean, all law is, is piecemeal, but I have to say that this perhaps is one of the more piecemeal areas of law. And so the challenge to pull together all these uh, different statutes and to be able to, to bring social care into the 21st century is clearly not a problem that we can do alone, and we're very grateful for the assistance that the Law Commission has given. I think, though, that there are still some areas that is still unclear, and I think that there are areas that we need to think about quite carefully, and certainly my first impressions in terms of looking at the Law Commission's reports are, on this issue raise perhaps these as, as my kind of headline questions. Although there is a duty to assess carers' needs, I think that I'm still unclear, and I think that, that carers may be unclear as to who it is carers are. I still think that remains a problem as to how you define carers and and for it to be a clear definition that carers understand as well I think is is very important. I think also if local authorities have a duty to assess the needs of carers then again what happens if local authorities believe that the person is not a carer and therefore doesn't assess their needs and how can someone know that perhaps they are a carer and then to be able to ensure that their rights are enforced. I think we need to have a, a debate around that. And I think we need to have a debate around the checklist of, uh, of well-being principles as something to be, to be welcomed. And I can understand why it doesn't include this, but I think we still need to think about this, is that when we're talking about well-being, we can't, it seems to me, not include economic well-being. Um, as I say, I do understand the reasons why you might not want to touch that with a barge pole, but I think that we have to think about these things in the, in the round. And although it's a minefield, I think we still need to get through it. And I think that whilst it is again to be welcomed that there should be national eligibility criteria, and I know the work of Jane Campbell, I know the work of many people in relation to promoting um, national eligibility criteria. For me, the road to Damascus was my first five minutes with, um, with the Sphinx, who I think many people here will have met, who are a couple who wanted to move from Wandsworth to the West Country, but they had two severely disabled children and it was impossible for them. And they speak with huge passion, and anybody wants to be convinced about it, just spend five minutes with them. And so I think that, you know, of course we must work towards that. Of course it's a terrible unfairness, and we have to find a system that will work. But it does seem to me that, again, if we want to get rid of a postcode lottery, we not only need to look at national eligibility criteria, we also need to look at a national system of charging in order for there not to be unfairness, in order to get rid of postcode lottery. And I appreciate that's, again, another difficult mine in the minefield, but we can't run away from this one. The other, of course, you know, big area of development in relation to social care is, is the personalisation agenda. And there's not a lot in the Law Commission's report in relation to personalisation. And it seems to me that 
that, that's a shame. I do appreciate you have a lot to do, but you know, there are still a number of unanswered questions in relation to personalisation. We all talk about the importance of integrating health and social care, and I am grateful that the Law Commission have been able to spend some time clarifying the distinction between health and social care. There are some kind of practical problems, it seems to me. For example, when does continuing care NHS budget come in compared to social care? And you can, for example, have... I went to Trinity House recently, which is a hospice, and there was a man there who had had a personal budget, he'd had, he had a personal assistance who, through social care funding, so he'd had people looking after him, and then as he came towards death, he then went on to a continuing care budget. What he wanted, I mean, any member of the public would think, well, why not? He wanted to go from being very ill to dying to dead. With, these, with the same carers looking after him throughout, being able to get the funding throughout. And then he wanted the people to have money at the end because they had been made redundant. And again, that all makes sense. Fortunately, he was a highly resourceful and intelligent man who basically spent the last few months of his life in a complete campaign to ensure that he retained these carers. But it should not need to have you know, intelligent, resourceful campaigners in order to be able to do this. We need to be able to work out how we do that, it seems to me. I think also we need to look at a framework when it comes to integration in terms of, of employers, because you, you may feel yourself as just being somebody who's, who has two severely disabled children one day, and then the next day you become an employer, and then you may fall out with the person that you've employed as a personal assistant, and then you end up in an industrial tribunal. And the potential for exploitation on both sides, not just for employees, but for employers, is something that I think we have not had enough of a debate about. And it seems to me that it is something that we do need to work out where we're going in social policy on this issue. You know, I think there are many people who are convinced and who believe in, in pushing forward the personalisation agenda very strongly, and I do understand the appeal of it. But I think we have to be realistic that there are other problems as well. And some of those problems are ones that we really haven't looked at yet. And... I know you've got a lot to do in, your, in the um, Law Commission, but that would be another area I would put on a to-do list, if you don't mind me saying. Which brings me to the final point, which is this. What about the money? It's all very well to talk about a social care system that we want and changes that we want to see and what good social care will look like. But if we don't fund it, it's not going to happen. And the problem is going to be that if we put into statute specific rights and entitlements for people, we will suddenly find the unmet need, which we all know is out there, will rise up in front of us. And people will start demanding what they are entitled to. And there will not be the resources because there are not the resources currently for the need which is currently identified. It seems to me that we're putting the cart before the horse. You cannot have a proper consultation without also having a proper debate about resources. And this government is avoiding... It's not just the elephant in the room. It's not an elephant in the room. It's more like Banquo's ghost. You know, where they're sitting around, we're debating things, and suddenly the ghost comes up and hits us. We cannot allow this to keep happening. We have to look at that, and it goes absolutely hand-in-hand hand with what sort of social care system we want.